Hello, everybody, and welcome to week number four of the drive to Dayton. It's Monday, February 13th, 2023, when we're recording this episode. We have made it to week four. Um, tournament just right around the corner. This is the last week, I believe, uh, of the regular season. So we'll put that to bed. Uh, conference championships will wrap up. Some have already been wrapped up. Uh, but we are definitely looking forward to tournament play getting underway. So, Mike, let's start uh, the way we always start this show. Uh, give me your team of the week. All right, so I got two this week, um, and I went on a rivalry theme. Uh, so two teams with some big-time rivalry wins. I'm going to go with Lutheran East. Like it. <clears throat> they won a East versus West rivalry uh, with Lutheran West. Uh, two teams looking to uh, make it down to Dayton this year. Uh, Lutheran East in Division Three, Lutheran West in Division Two, um, and I was impressed with how comfortably Lutheran East won the game. This was a game that they jumped out to a double-digit lead in the first half and really never relinquished it. I think it was only Lutheran West's second loss of the year, so big-time victory for Lutheran East. And then Walsh Jesuit won over rival CBCA, uh, two schools separated by a couple hundred feet, pretty much, um, so they get the big rivalry victory there. Uh, they're playing some pretty good basketball heading into the tournament after a bit of a midseason slump for Walsh Jesuit. I like it. I like it. Um, I'd be remiss if I did not mention the fact that TJ uh, will not be with us. He had to go home from school today uh, a bit under the weather, so we hope he gets to feeling better soon. Um, I know you're missing his... Uh, great analysis and smiling face on here with a shot of all of his books that he claims to have. I just missed the books. Yeah, claims to That's have been, been reading. So um, hopefully we get TJ back next week. Uh, he took the week off, I believe, this past week, and, and he ends up getting sick. Uh, so hopefully TJ is on the men soon. Um, the gym is what keeps you healthy. There you go. That's the, that's the lesson. You got to stay in the gym. <laughs> He's suffering from withdrawal. Yeah, that might be it. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I got one, and then I just wanted to mention a couple other teams. Um, Ottawa Glandorf uh, was my team of the week. Uh, they, they play a lot of those back-to-back Friday-Saturday games, uh, usually a conference game Friday, and then um, – out of conference on Saturday. So both of these games were at the Supreme Court. So obviously that gives them a, a little bit of an edge with the home court advantage. But big win over Defiance on Friday night uh, gives them at least a share of the WBL championship. And then they back that up with a big win over Lexington on Saturday night. So a really big night uh, for Ottawa Glandorf. Uh, we all, everybody knows about Colin White. Uh, Theo Mag was another kid that was a big contributor last year, but uh, some of their other guys starting to come on as well. And uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, their JV team was a, a one-loss JV team this year. So that place is a basketball factory up there. Uh, so, I, I, you know, one more year of Colin White, and uh, I'm sure they've got more guys, you know, in, 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 the, in the making there. So, OG, my team of the week. Two other teams I just wanted to mention. Uh, Dayton Christian 
that wins their back-to-back -back, uh, conference titles. Got a got a um, message on Twitter about those guys. Uh, Brady Woodall and Jamison Bates, uh, senior backcourt. Uh, those two guys have, have been leading the way all year. I think Woodall somewhere around 25 a game and Bates maybe at 19. Uh, so a really good year uh, once again for Dayton Christian winning back-to-back -back league titles. And then Versailles uh, is a team to keep an eye on. Six straight victories in that in that streak. Uh, they've beat Rushi. Uh, and then this past week, they beat Indian Lake and then a big win over Marion Local on Friday. So keep an eye on Versailles, the young freshman point guard, Arns, really coming on, according to Coach Gottemoller, up there at Marion Local. And then obviously the big fella uh, is a problem most nights. Coach Gottemoller was telling me um, that he, I think it was at Stonebreaker, right? Um, yep, Tyler Stonebreaker. Got both of his big guys in trouble Friday, foul trouble Friday night, and he's just a handful. And now that the guard play is coming on, keep an eye on the Tigers. Coach Travis Swank uh, always does a great job, and their teams are ready to go by tournament time. So those are my teams um, that I wanted to mention this week. How about player of the week, Mike? Uh, yeah, so I got a three-headed monster. Oh. Uh, we're going to start in Columbus. Uh, King Kendrick with a dominant performance in the Columbus City League Championship. The freshman scores over 30 points, leads his team to an upset win over Afrocentric. Want to give him some love? We're on three different parts of the state, too, for my player of the week. My second oh, player of the variety. week. Variety. I like variety, Mike. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nobody can say we're biased towards one part of the state, all right? <laughs> we're going to go up to Northwest Ohio. Okay. I'm going to go with Jerry Easter. Oh, all uh, right. Easter set a career high 51 points in a win over Western Reserve Academy. Um, the highlights were very impressive. Uh, Easter made some tough shots in that game, uh, created a lot of his own shots, scored 51 of his team's 62 points, um, and they found a way to get a victory over a Western Reserve squad with a couple D1 recruits. Um, so I was very impressed with the highlights of Easter from that game. And then my third one is going to be Brady Hardwig from the Cincy area. Uh, they played a thriller against Kings Hardaway. Hardwig hits a buzzer beater three to send that game to overtime. Turpin eventually wins to split the conference championship with Kings. Uh, very reminiscent of junior year when Brady Hardaway sent a team home. I believe it was Elder. Uh, sent Elder home on a buzzer beater for three. This time sends the game into overtime. Uh, so big shot Brady is my third player of the week. Well, Mike's going all parts of the state there with his trio of players. Um, I had Easter on my list, so I just, I just wanted to mention that I had him. He had a... Um, a big hand in their big win over Ottawa Hills on Friday. He backed that 51 up with a 31. Manuel Christian, first track title, uh, ta I'm sorry, tack title since 1998. So a uh, big deal there for Emmanuel Christian, and then they get another win over Open Door on Saturday. A um, couple of guys that I wanted to mention. Uh, my player of the week is going to go to Carson Smith of River Valley, 48 points uh, in a win over Highland, 11 threes, 10 of those threes came in the first half, 35 points at the intermission for Carson Smith, only a junior, 
Uh, River Valley's had a really nice season with the Carsons, Carson Smith and Carson Myers, who's a senior for them. So shout out to Carson Smith at Caledonia River Valley. Also want to mention, this year. what's that? I've been through to a River Valley game this year. I'm not surprised. I am not yep. surprised. Against, uh, they played at home against Shelby. I'm also going to uh, shout out uh, Quinn, Quinn Kwasniak. Uh, he hit his 200th career three-pointer. Uh, sophomore season is not over yet. Uh, listen, uh, I don't care who you're playing, where you're playing, what time you're playing. 200 threes, if nobody is out there uh, in less than two years, uh, is, is quite impressive for the sophomore there at Cornerstone Cornerstone Christian. Um, also wanted to mention Caden Zacharich, uh, who hit his thousandth point at Defiance. Um, congratulations to him. Uh, so those, those are the players that I wanted to mention this week. Again, a, a ton of guys uh, doing great things, a ton of teams doing great things. But uh, those were the guys we mentioned this week. Uh, anything else uh, on your mind, Mike, before we, we get into some uh, stuff here? No, I know you're always going to show love to the small school guys, so I think it's <laughs> my duty to show love to the D1 kids. Yeah. I, you know what, Mike, I'll be honest with you. Like when I, like when I start looking at the D one, like I just start like getting overwhelmed by the amount of, like the amount of teams that have good players. Um, and I'm talking about teams that are like 500 or below 500 that have really good kids um, that, you know, a lot of people may never heard of. All right, Mike. So we promised it. Um, Hopefully we can deliver here. Uh, I'm gonna have to get TJ's picks to put them in the in the sheet there uh, to make sure that our viewers are keeping us accountable when I win this contest. All right, so I want this on record um, to to uh, hopefully hopefully hold up my plaque or medal, whatever it is that you guys get me, and uh, <coughs> we can. Uh, we can carry that around for the next year. All right, so let's start in Division Four here, um, Region Thirteen. So I will list my four Region Thirteen district winners, um, and then you—I'll let you go first on fourteen. So in thirteen, I have Lucas, I have Dalton, Cornerstone, and Richmond Heights. Those are my four in Region 13. Uh, so I'm also, uh, I'm actually going to take uh, Colonel Crawford um, in District 5. In District 2, I'm going to take Warren JFK. TJ was showing him love last week. Uh, and then I agree with the other two on uh, Cornerstone Christian and uh, going with the upset, Richmond Heights. We went out on a limb on that. Yeah. All right. Re uh, region 14. Uh, all right. So in uh, Northwest 4, uh, I am I'm going to take Marion Local. Um, in Northwest 1, uh, I'm going to take Antwerp uh, once again to get back. 
and that would be a rematch actually mm-hmm. of a uh, regional semifinal from last year game I was at. Uh, I am going to take the favorite Convoy Crestview in Northwest Two, um, and then in Northwest Three, uh, I am going to go with Old Fort. That uh, North Northwest Three was kind of a <laughs> just a hodgepodge of. Um, There's four teams that I think could all win it. Any of the top four seeds are going to be tough outs. All right, so I, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna agree with you with uh, Marion Local and Antwerp. Antwerp is a is a team that's extremely hot right now. Um, they got a nice win at Delphi St. John's. I believe that was Saturday night. That was a that was a big win for them. Uh, they're, yeah, Atlanta he, Brewer goes over a thousand points. I think that game. Yeah, I love that junior, kid. Junior wing. I love that kid. I loved him on their team. I mean, obviously their team was um, had had some very experienced seniors on it last year, but I thought he I thought he played extremely well in Dayton last year. So um, I'll go with those two teams as well, Marion Local, Antwerp. Um, Marion Local wasn't like I'll be honest with you, I hesitated for a minute there. So did I. Um, but it just. I, I can't I can't pick against them. Um, I, I just think that they're, you know, size. Uh, if they can get solid guard play, I think they're going to be a tough out. Um, and then where you took Convoy, I think, man, this this district is loaded. Loaded. Oh, district. Um, I think you got Convoy, Delphus, um, Ottoville, and the team that I'm going with, I'm going with Kaleida uh, to win this district. And I know a lot of people today were talking about Convoy on my Twitter, um, a team that I don't know if they're being slept on or um, just a team that maybe flying under the radar a little bit because they don't have that that marquee kid like they did, you know, a couple of years ago with the Etzler brothers. Uh, so they have a Gavin Etzler. Yeah, yeah, Doug's son. Yep. yep. Um, mm-hmm. And then you just took commit to Ohio Northern, I believe. Oh, Northern, makes, that makes sense. So you took Old Fort and uh, Northwest 3, and I am going to go with a team out of the Blanchard Valley Conference. I'm going to go with Arlington. I'm going to take Arlington to win that one. All right, Region 15, the Roth Stub Special here. Whew! Give me Leesburg-Fairfield. Um Give me this this region fifteen uh, central two <laughs> is something special. Um, I am going to take a four win ball club, Newark Catholic, to win this district. Um, and then uh, let's see here. Uh, South Webster is going to be my team out of Southeast one, and then. Um, I got it down to Highland and River in, uh, in, East, in the East District, and I leaned, and I, I just like the way Highland's playing right now. Uh, played uh, Bishop Reedy really tough, and, and I just like the way they're playing. I know Schleyball can really, really coach in the tournament, um, so I'm going to take Highland. All right, I am going to go with Leesburg-Fairfield. Okay. Um, I went back and forth. I almost picked the same a uh, four-win team, but I'm gonna go with Northside Christian. Wait, who'd uh, you you got Northside Christian? Yeah, I think Vander Walker is gonna be too tough in a in a D4 Central district. All right, I, uh, like I it. agree with you on South Webster. Okay, um, so nice pick there. Um, 
And then I think if you pick against Berlin Highland every year to not win a district, you'll eventually be right. So I'm going to go with River. That is not a bad pick at all. All right, Region 16, what do you got for me? Oh, boy. Um, Central 1 is a district. It's, it's <laughs> one of the districts. Yes, it is. I'm going to go with Galleon Northmore. Um, I'm going to take a wild guess you're also going with them. Um, I'm going to take Jackson. Ooh, Jackson Center for Laramie. Um, Stubbs, what did you go with? Ooh, can't reveal my pick yet. Uh, I'm going for it for Lormy. Okay. Uh, then we're going to take Rusha. Um, a couple good, like, Cincinnati sectionals. Uh, like Southwest 1, District Semifinal, Jackson Center versus Fort Lormy, and then Southwest 2, District Semifinal, uh, Rusha versus Botkins, assuming all the top seeds win. Um, those are some pretty good games. Um, and then Southwest 3, I am going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with Troy Christian. Um, who did you go with in Southwest 2? Uh, Rusha. Okay. All right. So uh, I did not... So we're, we're differing on... Uh, I'm sorry, we're differing on two here. So I did not go with Northmore. I ended up going with Patriot Prep here. Give me the Prepsters to move on. Watched them last year. Yeah. Or maybe two years ago. I, time is, uh, the years, they just they go just by. They just all run together. Um, I stopped. Uh, Jack. I know Jackson Center, Fort Laramie have played twice this year in the in the Shelby County League. Um, I just think this Jackson Center team is, is super good. Uh, senior laden. This is uh, <clears throat> Coach Elchert's last year. He, he's retiring after this. Um, I think it's only right if, if they move on to the regional. Um, I also went with Rushi and Troy Christian. So we, we differed on two of those there. So um, overall, one, two, three, four. So eight, so we were, we were in agreement of eight of the sixteen, in Division Four. All right, so let's look but at. You got half of them, right? Yeah, yeah. So eight and eight, not a bad start. Five hundred. Um, in the uh, NFC South, that would have got me in the playoffs. Uh, so. I would have. I think wasn't somebody eight and nine? Wasn't the Bucks eight and nine? The Bucks, yep, yeah, they made it eight and nine. So we'll go. We'll go to Division Three, Region Nine here. Um, I'll let you start this one. This is uh, all four of these districts are Northeast districts. Um, Northeast Four. Uh, I'm going to go with Smithville. Um, even f I think Fairview is a is a capable underdog here. Um, <laughs> I mean, Fairview Fairview played a very tough schedule compared to a lot of these schools. Um, so uh, I, I do think the fifth Smithville Fairview game might be the district final. Um, we'll see Kyle Heights uh, was undefeated for a long time this season, but I'm going to go with Smithville. Uh, they played a pretty good schedule. Um, and then in Northeast one, 
<laughs> I'm gonna go with um, Perry. They are the highest seed in that district. Uh, Northeast three. Uh, Lake Catholic. Um, they've had a couple impressive wins. Have a uh, some good seniors as well, and then Northeast two uh, going with the Lou. Okay. So we only differed on one of these, uh, Mike. Um, I like Perry, I like Mentor Lake Catholic, and I like Lutheran East. Uh, Northeast four, I did not go with Smithville. They were the, they were my uh, 1B here. But I ended up going with kind of a, um, you know, off the radar here. I went Louisville, St. Thomas, Aquinas uh, to advance out of this district. Oh. So I thought that was a little bit off the, a little bit off the radar, but uh, Aquinas plays a really good schedule as well. Um, they, I believe they won a district last year, but were they not in Division they Four were last in, year? They were in Division Four last year because I do okay. believe they ended up playing Richmond Heights at some point. Mm-hmm. That sounds correct. All right, Region Ten. Um, I thought this was a tough region as well. Uh, region ten, Northwest Two. Um, I had it down to Emmanuel Christian and Wayne Trace. I ended up going with um, Emmanuel Christian in this one. Um, I think if Wayne Trace can find a way to slow him, Jerry, down, uh, I think they'll have a good chance of winning this game. But if he is able to penetrate and create, I think he will create havoc for um, for Wayne Trace. If that's the if that's the game that this played in the district final. I don't if that's district or district semis, I can't remember. Um I like uh Oh that would be that would be district final. District final, okay. Yeah, I'll take Emmanuel Christian. Um I got Canton Central Catholic. Uh I got Ottawa Glandorf over Spencerville uh in Northwest three. And then uh Northwest one I took Cardinal Stritch. Uh, Alright, so we um, we agree on three out of four. I also have Emmanuel Christian, uh, OG, and Cardinal Stritch. Um, but I'm going to go chalk and take Creston Norway in here. All right, so Norway, and I got Central Catholic. All right, All right so Region 11, I'll let you take the lead here. Uh, so another uh, Athens region. Um, gonna take Afrocentric um, in the Columbus district in the East district. Uh, I am going Garraway mm, or Martins Barry. I am gonna go with Garraway, uh, the three seed. Uh, then in Southeast two, uh, I'm gonna take Zane Trace. Uh, they're also the three seed. Um, and in Southeast one, I am uh, going to take Minford. Um, big, been a big fan of them all season long. Yes, you have. All right, so I think we're only differing on one here. Um, I took Afrocentric as well. Garraway was the one where I was like, uh, Malvern, Malvern has beat Garraway. Um, 
Saul Martin's Ferry on Saturday against Lindsley. Really loved the point guard, uh, the Denali Jackson kid that transferred over from Lindsley. Um, he really uh, makes things go for them. I know they lost. Lindsley was much more talented from positions one through five. Uh, but Ferry, I think Ferry's going to be a tough out here. But I ended up going with Garraway. Um, instead of Zane Trace, I took South Point. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I just felt like this. I won't be surprised anyway in this in um, in the East, the South. Fairland is sleeper too. Yeah, they they were on my radar as well. Um, they they always are tough out in the tournament. Um, and then I I also took Memphis Minford as well um, in Southeast one. All right, Region Twelve. Uh, I took. Tri Village in Southwest one. Uh, Tri Village up into Division three this year. State runner up in D four last year. Um, they're playing really good basketball. There's there is three kids on that team, three returning starters on that team um, from that state championship team last year, and um, Suggs and DeLong and uh, Finkbein uh, were all starters mm-hmm. on that team last year. Uh, Sagister's kid is a, is a guard, is a freshman guard for them this year. Um, so I think they're going to win this one. Um, out of central one, I took harvest prep, although I think Worthington Christian could be, uh, could be, um, the representative there, but I took harvest prep going with Versailles and Southwest two and give me Miami East and Southwest three. Uh, so I, in Southwest one, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take Tri Village. Uh, I saw them at uh, Harvest Preps event. Uh, they gave Parkersburg South a real run for their money, um, which is one of the better schools out of West Virginia. Um, so I really agree with you there. Trio of seniors and also the freshmen who can really shoot it. Um, I think they win a district in Division three this year. I'm, I'm going to go with Worthington Christian um, in Central one, Southwest two. I think there's four teams that are all capable of winning between Madeira, Georgetown, Preble Shawnee. But I'm going to agree with you and take for sales. Uh, and then Southwest three, um, I think Miami East wins this one rather comfortably. All right, Mike. So we only differed on four. Uh, so I'm doing better. I, I'm going 12 and four in division three. So feeling Good better. Job. Uh, I'm making my way up. All right, so Division Two. I'll start this one in Region Five. Um, we've got let's see, Region Five is all Northeast districts. Um, I got in Northeast Three. I took Bookdel. The hardest one, well, the hardest one of the hardest ones here for me was Northeast One. I feel like this is a three-team race with Canfield, Alliance, and Cheney. Um, I'm going to go with Canfield here. Um, and then I took uh, CDCA in Northeast 5. And then uh, I'm going to go with Gilmore Academy in Northeast 2. Wow. Um, so you, you got two out of four right in this one. <laughs> 500 again. Um, yeah. Hey. As long as you find a way to get into the <laughs> NFC South, you're all good. Um, 
So I'm also going with Akron Bookdoll. Um, I agree with you, three-horse race. You just uh, picked a different horse as me. I'm going to take Youngstown Cheney. I like that pick. Um, and then I am also going to take CVCA. And then in Northeast 2, I'm going to take the favorite uh, Youngstown Ursula. All right. <clears throat> All right, Region 6, I'll let you hit that one off. All right, Northwest 3, um, I think a district semi between Shelby and Lexington is very interesting, but I am going to go with Sandusky to win this district. Uh, Northeast 4, I'm going to go with Lutheran West, um, even though I do think Akron East is a pretty live underdog. Uh, Northwest 1, a, a lot of interesting teams in this one. Um <clears throat> I'm, mm, I'm going to play it safe and go with Toledo Central Catholic only because I'm worried that Rossford's going to lose to Wasion. But if it does get to a Rossford-Toledo Central Catholic District Final, I think Lorst could give them uh, some matchup trouble. Um, but I'll play it safe, take the one seed, be boring. Um, and then I'm going to take St. Mary's Memorial, the two seed, uh, in Northwest okay all right so this district uh was really tough for me to pick uh northwest three sandusky lexington shelby uh i think any of those three teams can win this district i'm gonna go um i've liked this team all year they've they've stumbled a little bit down the stretch um, but i'm gonna go with lexington in um, Northwest 3. Uh, I also will go with Lutheran West in Northwest or in uh, Northeast 4. Toledo Central Catholic, um, I'm going to take them. Uh, I like their guard play there. Uh, it's really a shame um, that they lost Chico Johnson for, for, the, for the year there. Uh, he, you know, this, is, this would be a state title contending team with him um, but I do like them to win this district uh, and then uh, Northwest 2 St. Mary's Van Wert Defiance all from the Western Buckeye League have played all close games this year uh, St. Mary's is red hot Van Wert is every loss they've had this year I mean they have been right there Defiance uh, stumbling a little bit down the stretch here. Oh, man. I'm going to go with St. Mary's. Um, I just think eventually they'll find a way, you know, with the big fella is such a matchup problem. Uh, especially, you know, even on the defensive end, he, he creates so many problems. So I'm going to go with St. Mary's. Uh, and I think we only differed on one there, which was you took Sandusky, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So the Stubbs region down here in region seven. Uh, <coughs> Central two, not a whole lot to say here. Uh, give me Bishop Reedy and that one. Um, East District two, I will take Maysville. I think they have been really, really solid all year. Um, Region uh, or East District 1, I think, comes down to New Philly and Tri-Valley. 
both of these teams are pretty battle-tested. I'll, I'll take New Philly. Uh, they haven't been able to get over the hump, uh, but I'm going to take New Philly this year with their seniors. Uh, and then in the southeast, oh, my goodness gracious. This is just a like a log jam of, like, you know, put a, a name. 20-team district. Yeah, just put a name in a hat. 20-team district. Um, this is what I listed, Mike. I listed Washington Courthouse, Warren, New Lex, Fairfield Union, Miami Trace, and I'm probably even, I think you could throw Ironton in there, I guess, as well. Gallia, too. Gallia. I mean, this is a, this is a pick em here. I mean, I don't know what the uh, – give me Washington Courthouse. Um, so I am also going to go with Bishop Reedy and uh, Maysville in Central 2 and East 2. Um, in East 1, uh, same thought process as you, but I'm going to go with Tri-Valley. Um, and then in Southeast, I am also going to take Washington Courthouse. Um, they won both games uh, against Miami Trace uh, in the regular season, and uh, Miami Trace is the three seed, so potentially could meet again. Um, that's a big-time city rivalry, mm-hmm. uh, conference rivalry as well. Um, so that would be pretty cool if they got to meet up for a third time. Um, but I think Washington Courthouse wins this district. All right, so we only differed on one there. All right, so you can start in Region 8. Yeah, so in the last podcast, I, I talked about how good these district finals could be. Uh, start off Southwest 2, Kettering Alter versus Cincinnati Taft. I'm going to lean Taft, um, but I wouldn't be stunned if Alter pulled the upset. Um, Cincinnati Woodward, uh likely going to be in the district final against either Dayton Dunbar or Tippecanoe. Um, I'm going to go with Dayton Dunbar um, to win this district. Um, I like some of their offensive pieces uh, in Central 1. Um, oh, boy. Um, this is a district. I am going to take Jonathan Alder win this district Oof. I, well i want to hear who you're picking okay <laughs> um and then in southwest one i think wyoming bishop fenwick um and ponets are all capable of giving chaminade julian a game uh, i'm gonna pick cj um but i don't think it's gonna be easy um for cj all right, so I also like that Taft Alder matchup. Um, I, I am I am going to go with Taft uh, in that game if if that is the game. Um, so give me Taft the same as you. Um, this this uh, Southwest three has got some 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 characters. You got Dunbar Woodward, um, you got Oakwood Tip City, uh, and then a team that. Is sneaky as Dayton Carroll. Um, Dayton Carroll has a win over Dayton CJ this year. So keep an eye on Carroll in this district. I'm also going to go with Dunbar, but keep an eye on Carroll in this district. And then the one that uh, Roth wanted to know 
I'm going to go with Bishop Watterson uh, in Central One. So give me uh, in this. If they play Jonathan Alder, what what is the over under? Oh, I would say the. Are we going seventy nine and a half? I would say the first team to about thirty eight is going to get that one. I was going to say I I, I don't think both are getting forty. One might, but both probably not. So it'd be interesting because uh, if if Watterson is able to advance here, um, I've got Reedy coming out of Central 2 and Watterson out of Central 1. So two CCL teams uh, advancing uh, if that were to happen. All right, so let's let's go to the big dogs here. Uh, Region 1, I'll let you have the stage first. Um, all right, Region 1, starting off in Northeast 6. Um, you got, uh, Garfield Heights, Avon Lake, Brunswick, Cleveland Heights. Uh, sounds like I'm doing a Liberty commercial right now. Um, my Northeast Ohio followers, uh, will understand that reference. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Sonny Johnson and company. Uh, give me, give me Garfield Heights. Okay. Uh, North, Northeast five. Um, this is probably going to come down to Brexville Broadview Heights versus St. Ignatius. Ignatius has made a run the past two years. I think they make it again. Um, so I'll take Ignatius. Then Northwest 1, likely going to be Perrysburg versus either Lima Senior or Sylvania Northview. I'm going to take Perrysburg. I like their experience. Um, and typically older teams win in the playoffs. And then Northwest 2, I'm going to take Toledo-Whitmer. I think they are the top team in Northwest Ohio, and I think they make the Elite 8. All right, so Mike took his four picks there in Region 1. Um, I am going to go Cleveland Heights in Northeast 6. I'm going to go St. Ignatius as well uh, in Northeast 5. Northwest 1, um, give me Quincy Simpson and Lima Sr. I think he's really good, um, especially, you know, having his guys ready. For Great in March. Yeah. Great in the playoffs. A younger team, younger? much younger team. Yes, correct. Than he's used to, so that's the ultimate factor. Do you go with experience on the playing side or experience on the coaching side? I think that's that's what's going to decide that Perrysburg Lima Senior District Final if we get it. Ah uh, man, I will go with Toledo Whitmer in Northwest Two. I think. Um, I mean, even a team like Toledo St. John's, if they play well, um, is capable here. But give me uh, Anthony Stacy and Whitmer. Um, I think they're playing pretty well right now. So I'll take those guys. Uh, Region 2, I'll start this one. Um, I mean, Lakewood St. Ed's, like, losing a district is, is just – not something happens very often. Um, that, but, oh, look at Flannery's record. Yeah, it's, it is incredible. Yeah, I think he's made the district final every season he's coached. I could 
be wrong about that, but I think I'm right, which is insane in Division One to make a district final like 20 straight years. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, I I will not uh, go away from that here. Give me give me St. Ed's out of Northeast four. Um, I'm going to go with Akron Hoban in Northeast one. I'm going to go with Stowe in Northeast two, and then. I'm going to go with Akron, St. Vincent, St. Mary's, and Northeast 3. So those are my four out of Region 2. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so I definitely agree with St. Ed's. Um, even though I do want to shout out uh, Maple Heights, they're, they're really coming on strong at the end of the season. They haven't lost. I don't think they've lost in this calendar year. Um, Northeast 1 is a hodgepodge of... yes. I think there's four teams that are all capable of winning a district. Between Nordonia, a team I just watched last week, Menor, Hoban, and Glen Oak. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Menor, um, even though they've been a little disappointing this year. Um, they made a deep playoff run last year. I think they might just find the magic to do it again. Uh, I'm also going to take Stowe. I, I think this district really did break well for them. Um, they're the team I watched uh, against Nordonia uh, last week. Uh, and then also I am going to take St. Vincent, St. Mary. All right. I will let you start Region 3 because uh, I think there is a ton of parity in Region 3. Oh, you want to hear my thoughts first about the central region? Yeah. Uh, I am going to go with OLNTNG Orange in Central 1. Um, I think it's high likelihood that they make it to the district title game. Um, so I'll pick them to win. Central 2. Um... Gonna be boring and take Olin Tangy Liberty, but a, a sleeper team, uh, 36 seated uh, Olin Tangy. Don't sleep on them. I think they could give Newark some trouble. Um, and I think if they knock off Newark, Kahana Lincoln is gonna be breathing a sigh of relief. <laughs> um, but give me Olin Tangy Liberty. Uh, Central Four, um, I'm gonna go. with Westerville South. Um, bit of an upset here. Um, I think Westerville North's capable of winning this. Westerville South, who I picked. And also Dublin Jerome. I think the Westerville North versus Westerville South playoff rematch uh, potentially on March 1st could be very, very intriguing. Um, so that's who I'm going to go with. And then um, uh, Hilliard Bradley's been playing some very, very good basketball recently. Uh, they're they're almost as on fire. You're not gonna as anybody. You're not going to do it in the Central District. <laughs> and uh, uh, it, it, pick Central beat Gahanna, right? Yeah, they played this year, so that's the highest uh, seeded. Central District team that Pick Central beat. Um, I'm going to take Pick Central. 
um, but I wouldn't be stunned. Um, I don't know. I, I almost half want to say everybody thinks that's an upset special and like pick like a pick central blowout there. Um, but yeah, we shall see. Should be the clash of styles if that game happens will be quite interesting. Um, because the teams want to play opposite brands of basketball. Yeah. Um, so that'll be, that'll be very interesting. And remember, Pick Central could have lost a district title last year and ended up winning states. Um, so a tough game in a district championship does not mean you are not state title worthy as Pick Central showed last year. Cause Olin's and Liberty, I think they were up with about what two minutes and change to play. Yeah. So, Jawan yeah. Turner, Jawan Turner saved that, <clears throat> saved that season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Olin Tangy Liberty gave him 30 minutes of trouble last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I guess I went a little chalk with the top three seeds winning and then um, ninth seeded Western will sell. All right. Well, I'm going to shake it up then a little bit, Mike. I'm going to, I'm going to stir the pot a little bit here. Subs loves the upsets. The tough part about picking upsets is they're so much more likely to not make it to the district title games. Yeah. Where I'd feel a lot more confident if you just had, like, Team A versus Team B. But, like, when you look at some of these district paths, the top seeds usually have it so easy compared to, like, the two or the three seed. Because you also have to figure out who's going to win between the two or the three seeds. So that's what makes picking upsets tough in districts where if you told me like the three seed makes to the district final, maybe I think they win it. But if you're uneasy about them beating the two, it's tough. It's a, it's a tough business. We're in predictions business. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw a little stunner at you in central one. Um, Central one, I think if I'm not mistaken, central one has uh, Northland. Is that correct? Reynoldsburg, pick yep. pick north, um, and then orange, and then the team that I'm going to take to win this district is Delaware Hayes. Um, I knew it was kind of. I don't think um, I think Hayes will be uh, more than happy to play against a team like Orange, um, and then I think this game will if if. Um, if this is something we see, um, I think this game will come down to whose dudes um, are dudes in this game. And, and Delaware's got one uh, in Burris. Uh, so we know that Hayes can get, get hot behind the three line as, as well. So I would love to see this Hayes-Orange matchup. Um, so I'm going to go with a bit of an upset here and take Hayes uh, to, to advance. Uh, Central 2. Um, I'm not going against Quackenbush. I think Newark will find a way to get to uh, to win this district. Um, so I'm going to take Newark uh, to get out of here. And uh, I'm going to take Dublin Jerome. A lot of experience um, at the guard position uh, for Dublin Jerome. They were, they were on the doorstep last year in the district against Westerville South, a team that was undefeated. Uh, that was a, a crazy game. And then I'll tell you what, Mike, you, you, you can see, you can see the flag behind me. You know, 
you know that I ride with the Tigers, but historically those those teams like that, um, like Bradley, uh, like Newark, that can somehow just force Central to play in the half court uh, and just muck it up and now that you got if you're going to do that you've got to hit timely shots um, and Liberty was able to do that last year in the district if you remember Styles uh, picked up some early foul trouble he wasn't on the floor much in the much of that game but um, I, I think if, if Central plays Bradley I think um, you're, you're looking at a game that's going to be extremely tight um, and Bradley is playing really well right now I mean you know Central I, those district finals sometimes are the toughest games to win in the tournament. Uh, but you know, I do think Central will advance here. I think, um, you know, with Royal and Headings, superior size advantage on the interior. Uh, if Central gets some play from, you know, Markel Johnson's been, been really good this year, but, you know, Juwan Turner's got to step up. Um, and Central hasn't been playing well, um, you know, I was, uh, respectfully, I was stunned that they got the number one seed. Stunned. Yeah, I, I think, I think, um, <clears throat> to me, they were the clear three seed. Definitely, uh, if I was voting. Definitely a, a lot of respect for, um, their out of conference schedule, going to Florida, playing Centerville. Uh, you know, I, th- I think those, those games were very. But, so, the, so the best Ohio teams that they beat. Were either what Gahanna or Afrocentric? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think Liberty and Orange both had better wins in the state, at least. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I really think if Big Central would have held on against Indy Cathedral, I would have been cool with voting them the one seed. Um, but yeah, I think losing that game, I was I was surprised with how much respect they gave them voting wise. Now, if Pick Central was the three seed and everybody ran away from them in the district, I also would have respected that because nobody wanted to play them. Um, but, yeah, I would have been voting them three and not one. I thought that was one of the more interesting voting results because um, that was certainly a topic of discussion a couple weeks ago of uh, who was voted where. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I don't think that they thought it was out of the <coughs> I don't think they thought it was out of the question that they could have, that they were uh, capable of getting the five seed. Actually, um, you know, just talking to you know the guys a little bit, uh, they they were not going to be surprised if that's where they would have landed. Um, and I would say they were probably a little surprised that they they got that one seed. Um, two, you know, definitely two sway games on that schedule. Uh, the Cathedral game where they just Centerville and Cathedral mellowed yep. down in a double overtime game against Centerville. You get those two wins, and boy, that 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 resume. You're looks the one seed with yeah, with yeah, that no resume arguments. looks really good. Um, all right, so let's finish this out in uh, Region Four. I'll take this. I'll take the lead here. Give me um, Centerville. I don't see any. Just don't see anything there. Um, no. Southwest three. I like Elder uh, here. Southwest two. I know the. I know the popular pick would be to take Moeller here, but I'm going to go with Princeton. Um, and then, 
I like Huber Heights Wayne um, in Southwest Fourth. Laurent Rice. Um, we've seen guys, you know, he's had an incredible senior season. Um, scoring, rebounding, uh, assists. And we've seen it before where, where these seniors go out um, with an incredible tournament run. And uh, we, we could be looking at something like that for Laurent Rice uh, and Wayne uh, to possibly advance in the district. So I'm going to take Wayne here. Um, I'm also going to go with Centerville. Um, I think Centerville and St. Ed's are the two biggest favorites in their D1 districts yeah. um, across the entire state. Southwest three. Um, hmm. I have no idea. So I don't like how Elder's been playing recently. Sycamore, obviously, they're not going to have Rally Burgess, but they still have a bunch of other um, seniors that are capable of making plays and beating you. Um, the Dayton area teams, none of them were very consistent. I'm going to go off the board and take Middletown. Uh, then Southwest 2, uh, I'm going to follow you um, in taking Princeton. You know, I kind of gave that out last week on the podcast, so yep. I, I saw you taking notes there. <laughs> um, just copy my homework. Change it up just a little bit so the teacher doesn't notice steps. <laughs> I wasn't that smart. Um, what? I wasn't that smart to change it up a little bit. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I'm going to change up the last pick. Um, I'm going to take Fairfield, um, but I do think that that matchup with Fairfield and Wayne could, could be one of the best district finals in the entire state. Um, Wayne, I, I like some Wayne supporting pieces around Laurent Rice, um, most notably Juan Cranford Jr. Um, but, but I think Fairfield Based on what they've done in GMC play, um, they're they're a team that I feel like, based on their resume, I have to pick to win a district um, just because of what they've been able to do. But you know, Wayne, their their only losses in GWAC play were to Centerville, yep. um, so they were also consistent this year. Um, I'd be pretty surprised if that wasn't the district final matchup. All right, so there you have it, our 64 picks. Um, I'll, I'll get Brother TJ's picks um, and get those on the document uh, to share out with you guys in the show links. Um, so undefeated teams, Leesburg-Fairfield completes the 22-0 season, beating uh, Lynchburg-Clay 43-41 on the road. Uh, Bishop Reedy's got a game left against Hartley uh, to see if they can do it. And then this leads me to my buy or sell question for the week for you. Richmond Heights goes into St. Ed's on Friday and completes the unbeaten season. Sell. Sell. Not not happening at the Eagles Nest. Oh boy, it is tough, tough, tough to win there. Uh, me and TJ were there last year uh, when Brexville did it and became the first Northeast Ohio public school to win at the Eagle's Nest in like a decade. So many stats about St. Edward just sound so fake. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like they're but, too good to yeah. be true. Yeah, it's like, no way they actually did that. 
Yeah. Really? Like Grant Huffman and Devontae Blanton like never lost at home to OHSA opponent? Oh wow. Like yeah, just stuff like that. I'm sure there's like some like St. Ed's fan listening to this that just yeah. has all these like oh, he's like, this will be a good nugget for them. Oh yeah, guy's still wearing his Leatherman's jacket from the late sixties. Um I'm visiting my friend in St. Louis uh this weekend. Eagle 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 graduate. Okay. They're everywhere. All right, so on the spot question, um, I just looked at the AP poll, um, and you may not know this right off the top of your head, but I, I was thinking, name an AP unranked team currently that will show up in Dayton. I I came um, up I came up with one. Okay, so. Probably gonna be have to be outside the the top ten or even the receiving votes. Um, this team is not even in the receiving votes in division. Is Bookville? No, Division One. Oh, you want a Division One team? Uh, can you list off the top ten? Um, I would love to if I had it up, but I do not have the. Um, is Toledo Whitmer outside of that? I believe so. Okay, they're gonna be my pick. Because I think there's a really good chance they make the Elite Eight. I think they're the favorite out of Northwest Ohio. And then I think they're underdogs to like Ignatius, Brexville, um, Garfield Heights. I'd probably pick them against like Cleveland Heights. Um, but I, I, th- I think Iggy Brexville and Garfield Heights would be favored over them. But if I'm getting a team I think that's favored to go to the Elite Eight, that sounds like a pretty good bet to make the Final four, even if I don't love their odds in that Elite Eight game. So, a little bit of game theory there. That's what I'm going with. Let me hear your pick. Um, what if I told you St. Ignatius wasn't in the others list? Uh, well, you know, I'm, I would just straight up pick them to make it to the Final Four. So, I didn't yeah. realize they were not. Yeah, I was... Um... <clears throat> I was a little. They've sp- had some disappointing losses. To yeah. Be fair to the people, um, if you're just basing off like strength of record, I'm not sure if they're in my top ten. Now they had some injuries early in the year, and they were figuring some things out. And Coach Cam seems to always have the Wildcats ready to go come playoff time. Um, we remember a couple years ago they sent St. Ed's home. Uh, last year, both Ignatius and Ed's made the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I like that pick, even though I think my Toledo Whitmer pick was a little more creative. All right. So there you have it. All right, I wanted to get to these mailbag questions um, before we run out of here because these guys sent in questions last week. Um, Brady Stabler. So if I mispronounce your name, I, I apologize. Uh, Brady Stabler says, any chance Richmond Heights doesn't win at all? Um, I would, mm, mm, like, barring, like, suspensions that happened to Akron Book the last year, I would put it at, like, a 2% chance. So, that would be about the odds, I think. Maybe 5%, because sports are kind of funny. But they, yeah, I'll say 5%. But they are prohibitive, prohibitive favorites. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm in agreement um, 
with Mike on that. Brady, um, I do think, um, you know, I mean. In sports, there's always yeah. like that chance. You know, what were the odds of App State beating Michigan in football back in yeah. 2000s? You know what I mean? Like you probably would have been like, oh, like 1%. And so, yeah, it's there's a reason you got to play the games. There's always, and the game always starts off 0-0. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, they could potentially have to beat Cornerstone, Cornerstone and, and Dalton, somebody like that, uh, to get to the Final Four. Um, and then maybe you're looking at um, a Marion Local, maybe you're looking at uh, Jackson Center. Um, you know, those are some teams that uh, would be interesting to see them match up against. Um, I do think you know, if they have to beat Cornerstone and Dalton to get out of the, uh, out of the region, I, I think that'll be that'll be interesting. Um, but again, um, crazier things have happened in this tournament. So, um, you know, and it's high school sports, and, and kids and kids are kids, man. So uh, there, there's a chance. Um, and the pressure is as Mike maxed said, out on them. As Mike said, I mean, it's you know they're obviously the favorite. Um, all right, Eric Durkis wants to know what our thoughts about Friday, Saturday, and Sunday format are instead of Thursday, uh, Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And his rationale, like, was um, especially a team like coming from like Lakewood St. Ed's that could be playing in that nightcap. Um, I would just assume that they, the way that the privates roll. If they're in that nightcap on Sunday night, there isn't school Monday. I, I mean, I, that's that would be what I. I mean, I would say that's probably what's going to happen. Oh, for the state. Yeah. Yep. The the Friday, Saturday, Sunday format. Oh yeah, I prefer that to uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday for sure. Yeah. Because that first Thursday, that's the like first day of March Madness. Yeah. That's like obviously that Friday is too. Um, but I mean, what's better than going to the bar and watching 12 hours, uh, <laughs> round of 64 March Madness. Yeah. Like I, I remember doing it last year and I had a ball of a time. Well, you know, the last two teams to play in the nightcap last night is Centerville, which doesn't really matter. They're, you know, a stone throws away and then pick central, um, we had, Which isn't a bad drive either. Well, we had uh, spring break uh, starting on mm. Monday, so that was that was nice as well. Um, that probably helped a lot more kids go. Yep, which again, which, which would be again the case this year if, if it were to happen again. Um, John Bruce, thoughts on the Southeast District being the only district in the state to determine their brackets via the NCAA style. I'm assuming he's meaning like one sixteen. Yeah, you don't get to pick. Yeah. And we talked um, about that, like not, yeah, we talked not about having a, a blanket, bit. like, you know, everybody's doing the same thing. Which is kind of cool, but also kind of silly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I like giving the coaches the option to pick where to play because you look at some teams and maybe their record gives them like a five seed, but really everybody knows, oh, this team got healthy. They're like the second best team shouldn't be forced to play them that early. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I think if you do the NCAA style bracketing, 
you could look at your draw and go, oh, we, we got to play this seven seed. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like Wichita State, Kentucky. Like, they were looking at each other like, how is this a 1-8 matchup that one year when yep. like, Wichita State was unbeaten? Yep. Um, yeah, and if Kentucky had the option, they're not going to go, I want to play Wichita State. Um, so, yeah, I don't don't love it. But I don't I don't think it's the end of the world by any means. Like I don't think there's a coach in Southeast who's like, this is unfair like, against this. You know what I mean? All right. Tyler Peacock said most memorable district or regional games played at the convo. Um for me, I, I've seen like going to OU and then, you know, having teams from our area go down there all the time. Um, I've seen some crazy games down there. Um, you know, my history goes back a little bit further than yours. Uh, for me, and these are all like personal games. Like I've seen some great games with Dante Jackson and, um, you know, it seemed like he played a hundred games down there. Um, for me, uh, 96 Cambridge Bel Air regional final, uh, Dustin Ford and Jameel Turner against Jose Davis and Jerry Amarani. That was a fantastic game. That was the third time they played that season. Um, 2004, Chesapeake um, and Bel Air. Bel Air's uh, first and only trip to the state tournament. Nate Davis, Aaron Agnew, uh, PJ Race for Chesapeake had a shot go in and out uh, to knock off Norm Persons' Chesapeake Panthers. And then um, this one's a little biased. St. Clairsville in 2012 beating Chillicothe. Uh, with Malik London in the regional uh, regional semis. They'd go on to beat New Philly in the regional final that year and get to the state. So my alma mater getting to play in Athens, something that we always dreamed of when we played. Um, just couldn't ever get over that district final hump. So that was Athens, really cool. the mecca of Southeast Ohio. Yeah, so th- those were some of the fond memories that I have, and I I could probably think about it for a little bit longer, but. Just for me, those were some games that stood out. Um, so I actually haven't been to all that many combo playoff games. Um, I think it's under 10. Um, I do remember um, a couple years ago, they did the D3 um, district semis there, like an all-day, like Sunday yep. slate. Um, and that was a really good day of basketball. Ironton. Um, beat, I think, a previously one-loss Eastern Brown squad. Uh, Zane Trace got an impressive win over Adina. Uh, Cam Evans was a kid I really enjoyed watching, and he's having a really good career at Otterbein. Yes. Um, Chesapeake played Wheelersburg in a uh, just really good small-town um, game. I, I should love the Wheelersburg coach uh, a couple episodes ago. Um, that was a really good game. And, and then Fairland got a victory there. Um, they've been a, a dominant program um, down there in southeast Ohio. So, so that's what I'm going to go with. Um, yeah, most of my combo memories are uh, watching the Bobcats and not the, uh, the high school games. All right. Ben Swinnerton wanted to know, our thoughts on different playing styles across the state. And I don't like, I'm guessing, is he saying, do, do we see different playing styles across the state? Um, yes. 
I think, if, I think it's really interesting. If you look yeah. at Martin RPI and you look at like the Division One teams that are highest scoring, I think a lot of them are from Northeast Ohio. And if you look at the Division One least points allowed, I think they're all from like Cincinnati and Columbus area. Um, so that's just kind of interesting. You also get like the Catholic school leagues, like GCL basketball, CCL basketball. They're all slugfests. First to 40 wins. Um, yeah, and you get the faster tempo, um, city league games. Um, like usually schools like Cincinnati Taft, Dayton Dunbar, um, Afrocentric are near the top at like points per game across the state. Um, but, but I do think in general, Northeast Ohio plays a more up tempo style, um, regardless of what part of Northeast Ohio you're from. Um, West side, East side, um, Akron area. Um, really the federal league is the one sort of half court, um, yeah. league in Northeast Ohio. Um, and then you, you look at like in Columbus, a, a lot of them like to play in the half court. When you think of Columbus basketball, you think of kind of the Hilliard Bradleys, the Newarks. Um, but then you also have some diversity with schools like Ahana, uh, Pick Central. I think Westerville South play, plays pretty unique, but also it matters what your personnel is. Yep. Um, there's some teams that are more boxed into what they do, and other schools. Westerville South, probably a good example. They probably didn't play the same way when they had Caleb Wesson versus when they have like more talented guards. Um, so I, I think personnel also matters. And I think the best coaches and teams adapt to their personnel. They don't make their personnel adapt to their coaching philosophy and style. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a great point. Um, you know, you, you look at like somebody like Jackson center, that's, you know, used to playing games in the thirties. I mean, sometimes like twenties. Um, but this year, they got guys that can put the ball in the basket, and that's why you see them playing higher-scoring games this year um, because of the personnel that they have. Uh, and it is, I think it, it's, it's conference-to-conference. Um, it's team-to-team. Um, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's, you know, who is on your roster and what are you capable of doing um, you know, it's a lot easier to do stuff when you got five guys that can handle it, pass it, hit, dribble, and shoot. Um, those seem like, you know, very fundamental things, but there's very few teams that can do those things. Um, and the more of those guys you have, the more stuff that you can do. Um, but ultimately, you know, those those teams, um, those uh, GCL teams, CCL um you know, some of the OCC schools, they, they just have a tendency of being able to force you into the way uh, of the pace that they want to play. Um, and one thing that, and I've known this, but it was just so clearly evident last year. At the state tournament, there wasn't a ton of three-point shots made. The teams that succeeded down there were the teams that could defend with length and versatility and the teams that rebounded the basketball. If you can't do, if you can't guard at a high level and rebound at a high level, 
Um, I don't think your days of winning state championships anymore um, are just not going to happen. When you look at those teams that won last year, Pick Central, St. V, um, Division Three was Taft, Taft, and Richmond Heights. All four of those teams absolutely got after it on the defensive end. And sure, they're going to wow you with some of their offensive players, but defensively, those all four of those teams are were locked in um, and rebounding the ball at a high clip as well. All right, so last one here. Um, and JJ, I apologize if I mispronounce your last name. Uh, is it Warmeyer? Um, if not, you correct me. All right. Um, he said we were talking a couple weeks ago, I think, about the divisions and about possibly. And he said that we spent a lot of time talking about this, the lower part of the D1. And he said, what about a true small school divisions for teams with small communities with homegrown athletes? Um, and I've always said, and, and you can agree or disagree, I don't think um, the size of your school matters as much as it does your proximity to a big city. Um, and, and what I mean by that, like Richmond Heights is a small school uh by enrollment but their location and access to players is far different than um you know let's say uh an ada or you know even some of these shelby county schools and uh places like or or you know the mac and in different areas of the state where you're not located next to a cleveland an akron a columbus a cincinnati Proximity to players matters more than size of school to me. Um, I, yeah, it's interesting because I think there's usually only like a couple teams across the state that like break this in the small divisions most years. Um, like there's a couple times when like Lutheran East is just way more talented and like we're seeing it right now with Richmond Heights. Um, but I, I think in general, usually the like D four teams that make it there, like most of the time or D three, it would just be the same teams. Like it, it would be, if we did this, it'd be like literally the D four playoffs, just minus Richmond Heights, whatever you see as the elite eight, that's what like this division would be. And, like, I feel bad for some of the D4 schools who maybe think they don't have a shot to win the state title because Richmond Heights exists. But you you still have a chance to go to date. You know what I mean? Um, it's I, – I do understand the Richmond Heights exception this year. Um, but I think, like, 90% of the time it, it it's just – like win with the talent you got. Like look at Tri Village and Antwerp. Both of them made it down there last year. They're both public schools that are from very rural areas. They didn't have access to talent. You know what they had access to out of area talent. You know what they did have access to great in city talent. They had Jagger Landers and they had Lane Sarger. So most of the time, that's what you need if you're like a small school that keeps coming up short 
you need a guy or you need a couple dudes. Um, so I don't think this would really change much. Um, it's just, do you have a couple dudes? And if the answer is yes, you got a shot. I think in D3 and D4, um, most years. You, like, look at the Bakken's team that won the state title. Like, those yeah. stories are cool, and they're still they're still possible. That Bakken's team was tough. Um, they had a coach's kid great, who ended great up playing guard NAIA. Play. Great yes. guard play. Mm-hmm. And then they had the Plyman brothers, um, and they had another couple role players. Mm-hmm. Um and then I, I think if you go back and look in D3, like a couple of the teams that like Harvest Prep or Lutheran East beat, I think you'll look at some of the state runner-ups and go, you know, that was a really great team. Or like, now that St. V's up in D1, and Lima Shawnee probably would have won a state title. But still, what they did was really incredible. I loved watching that Lima Shawnee team play. Um, and yeah, maybe it sucks that St. V played maybe their best game of the year against them in the that state sure, semifinal. Yeah, but sure did. Yeah, they, sometimes that happens. Yep. Sometimes that's sports. I, I went to a public high school, and you know who was in my district? Division II All-American R.J. Sunahara and soon-to-be Horizon League All-Conference player Dwayne Coel. Yeah. And it sucked, but at the end of the day, just usually the better players win. So that's, that's what it's about. It's about the Jimmys and Joes, not yeah. the X's and O's. Well, you mentioned Botkins. I want to shout out Carter Plyman because he also reached a thousand points and he was named the SCAL Player of the Year. Something Jacob, uh, his brother, was never able to do, which is, which is shocking. But um, Carter got that done this year, and I'm sure many more awards to come. So, uh, with that, Mike Roth, myself, hopefully TJ Petros next week. We're out of here.